Welcome back to episode 19 of the We Are Everywhere podcast. This is an episode with someone I have never met, which are my favorite episodes. Uh, it's it's great having my friends on here. I love having my friends on here. Don't get me wrong. But the whole concept of this podcast is to meet new people within the fish community and hear their stories. And that's exactly what's happening today. Before we get started, if you want to be on a future episode, if you've never, if we've never met, shoot me an email, sttf.weareverywhere at gmail.com, or just shoot me a DM on any of the socials. That's exactly what Glennis did, and she is our guest today, episode 19, Glennis. What's happening? Hey, not much. Hey. <laughs> Stuck inside with some, uh, with round four of COVID, uh, but uh, it's much easier this time, and uh, I got a couple days to myself, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's what, so we started interacting on uh, Instagram. You shot me mm -hmm. a DM yeah. and you had mentioned that, yeah, you've had COVID four times. <laughs> what the hell? I, uh, so I work in a very public facing job um, and gotcha. in a very, in a, in a city. So there's much of a much higher risk of sure infection. Um, and then of course, with the first infection, because I had to take like steroids and stuff for some like lung damage, uh, it makes me even more prone to, <laughs> to getting Man. infected. So uh, if I get one more time, then I, uh, then I get a free Frogert. So, <laughs> so I'm it's holding like on to my punch, punch card. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you're, at least you're in like good spirits about it. So you've, have you made any hospital trips? Have any of the times with COVID been like detrimental? Yeah. So the second Damn. round, which was uh, the UK variant or alpha, um, I was in the hospital for over a week. I uh, had to, Damn. I wasn't able to walk, dress myself, any of that kind of stuff. I hung out with my mom. She's a nurse um, at her beach house for, um, for probably a bit over a month. Um, and I'm still dealing with some effects of it, but it's not stopping me from responsibly uh, attending shows, uh, maybe right. making some not great decisions, but, uh, you know, always mask and all that kind of stuff. Right. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm sorry that you've had. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had it once and it was like right whenever everything started. It was that first. Uh, so I guess it started in uh, the spring of 2020 and then I yeah. got it going right before christmas that mm -hmm. same year in 2020 um and then afterwards uh it was it was pretty mild it felt like a sinus infection type thing i didn't even yeah. i didn't even think like oh my god i have COVID. i was just like oh my god my allergies are bad right now um and then after that when the vaccine was available i got that and thankfully i haven't gotten it again since but damn i'm well i'm glad that you're <laughs> here i'm glad that you're i mean that's that's a rough run having it four times and then being hospitalized for it. So I'm yeah, that's rough. The but <laughs> what, the what past, were you gonna say? Oh, the past two times have been a lot easier, respectively. This time has been a piece of cake. Like I feel like trash, but at the same time, um, I'm at my own home. So, <laughs> so right, that's yeah. I got and my dog with hospital. me. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Uh, it's Rufus. Um, he's a cockapoo oh, i'm sitting rufus. on <laughs> i'm sitting on his floor pillow so he's a little bit upset about that but 
You can it's deal like, with come it. Come on, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, like I said, glad you're here. Glad you're, you know, dealing with the COVID the best you can. And you're going to beat this one just like you beat it the last three times my god and so um did you you were one of the people that got it at the msg run right no surprisingly i didn't oh yeah I you said you didn't utterly shocked i went with um a couple of buddies of mine on different days i went all four nights um and you know i tried to distance myself and all that kind of stuff wear a mask and all that um all that stuff but yeah i didn't get it. None of my friends got it. Um, I heard roughly like 40% of people got it. So I. <laughs> I mean, luck. It's crazy how, how luck, if you want to call it luck happens, like, cause take someone like you, who's had it four times <laughs> to date, but then like a lot of the people that were there, like Leslie Mack, she was the last guest on the, on the podcast. <laughs> she was at msg and she got it and it seems like yeah. everyone that i've seen online that went there that i yeah. know was like oh yeah my god i got it it's like covid was everywhere which i guess it oh. makes sense like we're still in the pandemic but mm -hmm. you know as long as as long as you're being as safe as you can and not yeah. you know dying in the process of seeing <laughs> your favorite band you know well I haven't gotten there yet <laughs> yeah no thank god um but yeah um enough covid talk um <laughs> Let's learn some, let's learn about you. Like you said, you're right outside of uh, Philly, right? In Chester? Yeah. PA? Mm -hmm. Cool. And so um, give us a little, give us a little rundown. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, how'd you get into fish? Let's hear the Glennis story. <laughs> so, um, so I moved up here years ago um, from the Baltimore area and I stayed, I was in a relationship that ended, um, stayed up here because I like the people, the food, um, so growing up um, around like the Baltimore area, uh, so I, <laughs> my sister and I love to watch the Weather Channel. We always had from a, from a young age. We've every time local on the Yates came on, and this was you know during the um, during the early to mid '90s that we were. It, I mean, it's just such an aesthetic. Uh, and I yeah. remember hearing I remember hearing this one piece on local on the Yates. And it was just a very like bouncy orchestral sort of thing. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like the typical kind of you know blase jazz standards that they occasionally have on there. Um, and I remember trying to find out in a pre-internet area or era what this song was, and couldn't find it out. I went to school. My seventh grade uh, math teacher. Um, used to play music when, when we had tests and, and whatnot. So I'm sitting there and, you know, writing all my wrong answers down because <laughs> I suck <laughs> at math. Uh, and I hear I it too. and I almost dropped my pencil. And luckily I was towards the end of the test. But as soon as the test was done, I get up from my seat and I run over to him. And I said, what was that song? I like, I recognize that song. And he said, Oh, it's fish. And I had heard of fish. My dad's a big Almond Brothers fan. Oh, Doesn't right like on. fish. And uh, so I grew up with a lot of varied musical tastes from him. Um, and so I asked him what song it was. And it was My Friend, My Friend. And the week after, he brings me in a copy of Rift. 
And I destroyed that CD listening to it over and over and over again. Just, I mean, if you got to start out with a first album, yeah, it doesn't get much better than Ripped. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I just remember like obsessively pouring through that. And uh, later on that summer, keep in mind, I was in seventh grade. Uh, mm. He asked me, you know, if it's okay with my parents, would I like to go see them at Merriweather? Oh. parents i'm one of six kids so my parents have very little regard for our safety <laughs> since their safety in numbers and all that um so he uh so of course i said yes my parents said yes uh so that first show was 8898 the sabotage show very and cool i i remember i mean merryweather's shakedown is a lot different now because of like the paved parking structures and less uh less aggression from maryland state police thank god um but i remember i don't remember a lot about the show but i do remember like going through shakedown i guess keeping away from the seedier parts of it but i did have a grilled cheese um nice. you have to. and i i it's it was it was one of the strongest memories of it and i remember um, I remember when they dropped into Sabotage, because I was like, wait a minute, this isn't a fish song. Um, and ever since then, I mean, I've been utterly hooked. That's, I, I, I want the word that's coming to my head is bizarre. Like, is how, <laughs> like, you discovered fish and didn't even know it was them through yeah. the Weather Channel. Like, what, yeah. like, <laughs> what head was working at <laughs> the Weather Channel and, like, throwing on fish in between like miles davis and shit <laughs> i mean i have heard them them play like shine on you crazy diamond and they have been known to play divided sky on local on the eights but yeah i mean it's we are yeah, everywhere <laughs> yeah exactly and then and then like even having like your like your teacher like that's that's such a cool way that you found fish you know because usually it's like oh uh an older brother or, you know, some of my classmates were doing this or that. And like, I stumbled upon fish that way, but you found it like legit on your own and was seeking it out before, like you heard it and then didn't know what it was. And you're like, what is this? That's so cool. And then shout it's out so, to your math teacher too. Right. Like, is he, are you still in contact with him? Unfortunately, he passed away a while ago. Oh, Not, um, gotcha. yeah, probably about 10 years after that experience. Um, oh, wow. But I did have contact with him afterwards. Um, you know, here and there. Um, but it's, I don't know that I would have been that open to this world of music had it not been for, you know, growing up with my dad uh, and to a lesser extent, my older brother, Ryan, uh, they both have really, really good tastes in music. And, you know, it being like the mid to late nineties. Yeah. I also threw some Backstreet Boys in there and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> but you know, also like James gang talking heads, yeah. York, like my family between my dad and my brother and i we stole a lot of cds from each other <laughs> no that's awesome and that's that's like the beautiful thing about music and that's all that's also like really uh, a good touching point to have is like a lot of people go throughout life without having that you know cool friend or that cool brother or that cool dad that like have a taste in music that can expose you to this stuff you know and then right you're just going through life hearing what's on the radio. I mean, mm -hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's such yeah. a diverse world of like, like you said, like the Almond Brothers and then, 
you know, you throw it, sprinkle in some Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. There's so much <laughs> stuff to hear. And it's, it really helps having those people that are older and, you know, took that path before us to like kind of expose us to it. Otherwise you're out there just, you might never stumble upon it. So that's cool. Right. What a cool story. <laughs> the weather channel to math class to, uh, the sabotage show. That's so cool. <laughs> the weather channel is a gateway drug for music. I will just say that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just, that's like the slogan. <laughs> the weather channel is the gateway drug to music. Yeah. Shout out to the weather channel. That's cool. Oh yeah. Um, so uh your first show you said it was what is it eight eight ninety eight mm -hmm. or when eight eight ninety eight that's easy yeah. to remember yeah um, right <laughs> yeah there was yeah. a ficus in there too oh wow yeah that that ficus has always given me like a very like the weather like taking it back to the weather channel the weather <laughs> today here in, in mid michigan is like overcast but not rainy and like kind of eerie because there's no wind and it's yeah. like you look outside and it's like spooky almost and that's kind of like the vibe that ficus gives me it's like really like uneasy and like unsettling i feel like a ficus would be good right now it's definitely a, a mike song uh that and like olivia's pool are have that like sort of uneasy like do i want it do i want to like this song do i want to put on when i'm happy or when i'm sad I don't know. I'm just going to fucking put it on. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lock my doors and then put it on. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, when I can't I'll sleep, I'll listen to sick at disc and just, oh, you know, every, I just kind of go into my own world. And then all of a sudden uh, I always wake up to quadraphonic toppling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see why that would wake you up. Cause it's so like, I want to say like off time, like during that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would, that would wake me up too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, starting back at 8898, your first show, mm -hmm. uh, fast forward, we know you were at the MSG shows. How many shows have you seen total? I will be at 100 when they hit the man for the first time uh, since 2016. Oh. I currently, I went back and I kind of recounted some shows that I, I found some stubs that I had missed. And the fact that it's going to be in my hometown is... Uh, yeah. It's really great. So, and I get to share that experience with a lot of my friends. So that's special. Yeah. Are you, are you doing, I mean, outside of like actually going to the show and like being with all your friends, are you doing anything special? Do you have like a show or like a shirt made that says like, this is my hundredth show? <laughs> I was considering making a cape. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's not like it's, you're, it's not like people are going to be like, Hey, why is she wearing a cape? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like on one hand, I don't want to be like, hey, everyone, it's my hundredth show or whatever. But at the same time, like it's yeah. it's kind of an important milestone. I always like to whenever people, whenever I see people at shows where it's their hundredth show, or even if it's their first show, I love sitting next to people who it's their first show because you get to just watch all of that like their facial expressions, like, what are they doing now? And you yeah. can kind of be a guide to that yeah. um so yeah i i might make something i i probably will <laughs> no yeah you should that's awesome like the hundredth show mile mark like i'm still quite a ways away i think i'm at 55 that's still a respectable 55. number yeah yeah no no it is um but it's it's one of those like and even like on my 50th show like i felt like like I wanted like a sticker or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, well, if 50. I would have seen you, I would have given you a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, 100th show at the main. Obviously, you're going to that. Um, are you hitting any mm -hmm. other shows uh, this tour outside of the man? Yeah, so I'm hitting both of the man, um, Merriweather and Atlantic City. Cool. Yeah, hit, taking over that little East Coast run there. Yeah. Yeah. Very Philly cool. is a really good place to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get so jealous, like, because I grew up, um, if you've listened to any of the past episodes, everyone knows I grew up in Oklahoma and, mm -hmm. you know, being like dead center in the middle of the US, you can either say, oh, you're in the perfect spot to see shows either on the West Coast or on the East Coast, or you can say you're right. in the worst spot, which is like kind of true because no matter where the show is, you have at least at the minimum a 12 hour drive or, you know, flights if it's so far away, you know, but being in that East coast little pocket there, like new England, like Phil, like all that, like yep. you guys are just like, Oh yeah. Four hours this way. Oh, there's another one four hours that way. Like, it's just, you're in the perfect little pocket. It's yeah. I remember doing a string of shows. I did Meriwether uh camden i think this was 2017 or 2018 and then drove down to virginia for one of my friend's weddings and then drove all the way up to albany no this is 2018 albany for their three show, two shows up there and then on the last you know i got back to work i'm like you know what i'm gonna go down to hampton <laughs> so, yeah, all on one tank of gas <laughs> oh god no <laughs> that's a lot of tanks uh, of gas yeah yeah but yeah no it's 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 really being in that area like i don't know why i'm trying to describe it to you but like your perfect spot to hit you yeah. know as many shows as possible especially like with them being from that area that's obviously where they favor you know playing all yeah. their shows <laughs> um uh so you've you're coming up on a hundred shows um after so you started seeing them in 98 and then fast forward to today after all of the shows and all of the fish and everything that you've listened to and experienced, I know you mentioned the psychic disc earlier. Do you have a favorite year of fish that you find yourself going back to? I would say, I mean, the obvious answer would be like fall 97, but sure. um, I would say either 2010 or 2017, uh, 2017. I mean, Baker's dozen aside, you can sure. really, start to hear their sound sort of progress into i mean into a bit of a more sense of like structured jams um there's a difference between like rehearsed sounding jams versus jams where they can kind of get into a theme and i saw a lot of that pop up in in 17 and it really just solidified a lot of why I feel like they're a constantly evolving um, group. And it just, I mean, the Baker's done Baker's dozen run was absolutely marvelous, but, um, but yeah, I feel like they've really started to get to a spot where they can have a significant amount of, of structure in those jams. So it's not just kind of like, you know, major chord noodling for a while, then we go to a minor chord. It's, you know, you can hear recurring themes. And despite the fact that these guys have worked together for so long, you can see how it is a reflection of their development as musicians, as people who speak to each other, people who are very, very close with each other and still, you know, 
build upon a foundation that they didn't know that they, that existed at that point. Yeah, no, you said it perfectly. Uh, their progression throughout the years. Um, one of the biggest jumps that I've noticed through my listening is the jump from 93 to 94. It's yeah. almost like, I, I don't know if they all just like went and got a master's degree like <laughs> in music theory or what happened but it's the the amount of growth that happened between those two years it's like it's it, it's unrivaled but i do know what you're talking about in 17 whenever in like the progression of the band is so like i feel like i've talked about this a lot it's it's so in the early days it's it's it seemed like every year was like a different era almost yeah. But then like you fast forward to now, it all kind of feels like the same era, but you can tell like the the active listening, like Trey listening to everyone, yeah. Mike listening to everyone. They they find these pockets and these themes like you mentioned, and it's not just uh, the noodling, you know, it's yeah. they're hearing what's going on. They're finding their pocket. They're all coming together for that theme and then they all recognize okay this theme's over we're jumping into this one the chord progression's changing we're going into the minor like they're they're it's like a they're one it's like four people jammed into like one brain like they're sharing yeah. a collective brain it's so cool uh, I, I was remember, kind of go ahead okay uh, I remember um I think it was New Year's run tw uh, 2018 and I was sitting I was I 99% of the time I try to sit page side because I'm a page fangirl. But um, <laughs> I remember they were playing. I can't remember what jam that they were coming out of, but Trey ripcorded into Farmhouse. And <laughs> you could see Mike just had this pissed off look on his face. And he, he just kind of like turns over to him. And I'm like, are you seeing this? And I said, wait. He, after farmhouse he's gonna give trey a punishment song he's gonna make him do like something like seven below because you know trey sometimes has some difficulty with like the beginning guitar part and he goes into seven below and of course <laughs> trey it. you know he he messes it up a little bit but it turned out to be a really really great jam but it was like that kind of communication is ugh, i love it yeah i love watching it i know and the, and like touching on the rip chord, like you just mentioned, it's like that's like the one thing. And like, don't get me wrong, I love Trey, just like everyone else. Like Trey is yeah. the best; he's the best. But like he's he's kind of made that uh, like the rip chord has become a thing. It's like they'll all be yeah. vibing and like in this like sharing this unit, and then he's the one that like wanders out sometimes. He'll be like, "Oh, I don't like it." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, everyone, yeah, <laughs> I feel like everyone in the band and then everyone listening is also just like, OK, I guess I guess we're done with All that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're moving on. It's OK if you rip chords into something really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, at the same time. Yeah, I've heard Fishman rip chord a couple of times, but it's it's not common to hear Paige or Mike rip chord, especially since Mike has occasionally been lower in the mix. So you can't really hear him anyway. Right. And like with Trey, you know, leading most of the jams, at least whenever they start, you know, he yeah. kind of has that that power to be like, oh, I don't like where this is going. We're playing something else yeah. now. <laughs> and like you mentioned, like Fish doing it like on like the drums as an instrument, like you can get away with, quote unquote, rip without it being noticed as as heavily, you know. 
if if I had a nickel for every single time my brain wanted to hear him um, hear him on the blocks going into uh, a cross-eyed and painless or hearing Paige's synth and being like, all right, they're going to drop into a 1999 right now. Uh, <laughs> I'd be yeah. a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, and those, and those are those little like cues, like where if you hear them in a jam, <laughs> being familiar with, you know, like you just mentioned those two songs, like, or any song that like has a unique start, you, and you call it in your head, you're like, oh, I can hear this coming. I can hear yeah. this coming. Uh, that's what I had that same experience um, this last year at Deer Creek. Um, I kept during the simple that was like the monster jam. Oh. I There was like a there was like a little period. I want to say like around like the 12 minute mark where I was ah, and I can't remember. I'll have to throw it on. And the second that I hear it, I'll remember what I thought they were going into but the rhythm and almost and the chord progression that they were like kind of like in in the jam i was like yeah. i was everyone around me i was like watch they're about to go into and i can't remember the song right now i was like they're about to go into this they're about to go into this they're about to go into this and they never did but it sounded like i was like it was right on the tip of it i was like how can you not and i was like am i the only one <laughs> hearing right? this and, but i god i wish i could remember what the song was it it was uh god damn it I'll remember afterwards. <laughs> After we're done recording, I'll go in and yeah. record myself. <laughs> it was uh, it was ficus or whatever it was, you know. Um, but yeah, those little those little cues are like you mentioned the blocks or like the synth. Like you can tell something's coming. Those are those those little I don't know what to call them. Not earworms, but little cues. I guess mm -hmm. they're fun. <laughs> um, a hard question coming up. Do you have a favorite jam of all time? I'm talking deserted island. You can only listen to this one jam for the rest of your life or no jams at all. So this is where I kind of go against the the general flow because everyone who knows me personally knows exactly what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my favorite jam of all time um, is 112409 Curtain With. Oh. Curtain With is such a beautiful song. And I remember the whole, we all remember the Curtain With from Coventry. Uh, that broke my heart. Um, mm -hmm. And it was the first show that I had seen post hiatus. Um, and I remember hearing that the opening to it and just my heart being filled with just, ugh, it, with a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. And just, you know, 09 was, you know, they were, they were kind of trying to find their footing. Um, they had, mm -hmm. there were some really good standout shows that year. Um, and on paper, the set list for this show was really good. I know mean, it was not one of their, their better shows, but that curtain with, oh man, it was like, it was like when you watch, um, a Zamboni go across a, a hockey rink and it yeah. just kind of clears everything away. And I just remember standing there, closing my eyes and being filled with this, with the Holy spirit of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a beautifully played out jam. And I've heard curtain with. Um, you know, since then, uh, it's kind of a running joke that at the beginning of every show, I'll turn to my friends and say, if they get a curtain with, I'm going to die. I'm going to pass out. Um, and, uh, you know, that only, it's only happened a handful of times, but, <laughs> um, the emotional significance of that show, um, of that, you know, the rare indoor Philly show, because, you know, they tend to, to do 
fall tour west coast now um but i mean it's just such a beautiful jam i highly recommend it and it's it's often slept on i've never really heard someone mention that even as one of like the better curtain widths um but definitely check it out it's it's uh, that's actually this poster was from that show oh cool. Um, okay and uh so yeah it's curtain with is just such a i call it a sunset song um i remember i think it was at bb and t or the tweeter center or whatever you want to call it in camden it changes names every 10 years um <laughs> there was a first the it was i think the second or third night there's this beautiful sunset over it's camden's right across the river from philly so you can see philly you can see the sunset i mean it is gorgeous on the lawn there and the sound system is great um, and I remember telling my friend Chris, uh, if they get a curtain with, I'm going to die. They open the set with curtain with, and I start screaming and just, I drop to my knees. And then that <laughs> entire first set was utterly heartbreaking. I mean, it was, it had a really good fast enough for you, which it was a good placement um, and a nice little mango song. But yeah, that, that song definitely reminds me of like the closing of the day um of like an end to something but not something that um that you're sad about i mean maybe there's a little bit of sadness there but overall it's just it's a really good jam <laughs> that's awesome and i've never heard i've you described it so poetically and i feel like you know even like with the title the curtain with you know it's like describing it like as the end of the day or like the closing of something it's like pulling the curtain and, and it is a beautiful song and now hearing you describe it as a sunset song i feel like that's that has to be how that song was written because how else do you describe that i'm definitely gonna and it's and you, i think you nailed it that's not just that show but that song in general i feel like is slept on a lot and so i'm gonna go and check it because i'm not familiar with what you're the specific show that you're talking about with that jam mm -hmm. but i will i will throw it on tonight cool. at sunset nice. <laughs> <laughs> watch out for some tornadoes i know uh you guys got hit pretty hard oh my uh, gosh yesterday yeah it's it's bizarre you know because being from oklahoma you get tornadoes there it's like tornadoes there people yeah. don't bat an eye like oh there's yeah. a tornado like let's go out to sit, the front porch <laughs> yeah let's let's go look at it they talk about tornadoes like they talk about birds um but then yeah like being in michigan now i just like whenever I woke up this morning, like I was, you know, scrolling social media and saw that there was one um, not very far away, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This is here," yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a bigger deal here because it's it doesn't happen once yeah. a week, you know. So, uh, yeah, shout out to those people. I hope everybody's okay. I hope nobody was hurt, but it looked intense. Mm. It was crazy. Um, uh, let's see what what other hard hitting questions we got for you here. <laughs> um, this one is this one's always kind of you know because this the point of this podcast is we all love fish and we want to talk about you know all the great things but there to ignore the fact that the fan base in general i'm not, I'm not going to say it's negative because it's not it's very positive but there is some bitching that goes on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's, that's any secret Oh um, Lord. <laughs> people have their favorite things and then people are very vocal about their non-favorite things as yeah. well. Um, so one of the non-favorite things, do you have a fish song 
that you would be okay with never hearing again? Yes. And um, so this is kind of like a two-parter. It's a redem we got a redemption arc in here. Uh, okay. So in before 20, I think 2018, my answer would have been 20 years later. Um, other than the chord progression at the end of the song, which is great. I uh, wish they would jam that out a lot more often. Um, but it always seems like um, during the the singing part of it that the harmonies seemed a bit like strained. Um, and it just kind of like floundered and wandered and it just, you know, it seemed like kind of a weird, like uh, not quite a bathroom song. I try not to have bathroom songs, but <laughs> um, but the one at, I think it was Camden 18 uh, that went into uh, Mr. Completely was just changed my mind on that. So now my new uh, unfavorite song um, would probably be Rise Up, Come Together. Um, <laughs> there are there are a lot of like Trey Love and Light songs that people have mm -hmm. hated that. And this really speaks to the troll nature of the band uh, that they turn into jam vehicles. So you're forced to listen to these songs <laughs> and it kind of yeah. grows on you. Um, mm -hmm to the you know it's it's very clever on their part and there are a lot of you know trey love and light songs that i like i mean i rock with soul planet <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna lie uh you know and i remember everything's right when that came out people were like uh and now everyone not everyone but a lot of people love it um but yeah rise up come together um it's usually a set one closer doesn't typically go into any serious jam territory watch they'll probably change that and it, then it will be removed from my list but but if i had to have a bathroom song that would be it yeah and there and you said it perfectly it's the there's nothing wrong with the love and light and the happiness and the we're all in this thing together and yeah. that type of vibe that's kind of been really present in the songwriting as of lately um cuz you have to have lightness with the dark you have to have darkness with the light i get all that um but it is it's it's uh it kind of feels um what's the word not forced but it kind of feels like face value like yeah. hey let's all have a hug you know type of thing and so i'm i'm kind of uh, i'm i don't hate them but it's it's almost like yeah, yeah, we we're no, we're we're all in this boat, and we're happy, and we're floating, and we're loving each other. Like, let's sing about let's sing about Karini's lumpy head. <laughs> yeah. Second set, Karini. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. But I'm with you. The rise up, come together. Yeah, that's a. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm okay with not with not hearing <laughs> that one. Um, do you? So, already talked about the importance of the curtain with. Do you have mm -hmm. another song? that you out of your almost hundred shows that you've seen, do you have a song that you've been chasing that you haven't seen yet? Or have you pretty much checked off everything on your bucket list? I got an, um, there, well, there have been some shows that, that I don't really remember attending, but I know that I had attended because of the ticket stubs. Um, so, uh, so I'll I'll more or less go with that. Um, 
and, and not because like I'm so strung out. It's just I have a shitty memory. Oh um, no, I'm I'm <laughs> right there with you. I can't remember anything. <laughs> or potentially I was on mushrooms. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we like to have fun. Yeah, yeah, responsible deviancy. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I would say uh, I was really really delighted at the Esther um, this past New Year's run. Esther is such a playful, beautiful little song. And one thing that I have been focusing on with, you know, with dealing with all like the COVID stuff, I had a lot of memory loss issues. And mm. one thing, so I used to play, still do, but I also used to uh, play piano. Oh, um, I see it right behind oh, you there. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Um, and COVID took away a lot of that. i was unable to read sheet music. I still can't. Um, it no did. Way. COVID did change the way that I take like my taste buds. I like coffee now. I hated coffee before, so that's really? at least a yeah. <laughs> so that's a plus. Um, but one thing that really helped me was um, was playing piano and allowing my memory to kind of fill in the gaps and in this unspoken, wordless way. And Esther was one of the first songs that I really wanted to tackle. Um, it's always been a, a favorite song of mine just because it's so weird. Um, it is very but it's weird. got those beautiful, you know, that 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 beautiful uh, flying section. But yeah, I was really, really excited to to catch Esther. Um, uh, and again, there are so many shows that I don't really remember. I'm sure if I pulled up my stats on dot net, um, I could find some songs that i'm missing um but i'm i'm happy with whatever at this point sure yeah no that makes sense um do you have any do you have any i know that you do what are some of your uh favorite memories from tour that you're okay with obviously sharing <laughs> trying to get you to out anything here but um over uh, all the years like what are some of those uh stories that have just, like stand out in your head where you're like oh my gosh this one time something that you and all your friends talk about uh it's it's, it's story time now what do you what do you got I, so i've come to terms with my degeneracy but i don't think i've ever really done anything too bad uh that i i'm very honest with my parents uh half the time they don't believe me anyway i'm a good kid so <laughs> Um, but one comes actually two come in mind in particular. Um, the first was, I think it was it, I think it was at it. And I was waiting in line in the porta potties and one seemed unlocked and it was early in the day. So they had just been cleaned. Um, thank God. Uh, it's the best. Yeah. And I opened the door <laughs> and there's this guy sitting fully clothed on top of the porta potty, like, on top of the toilet and he's eating a bowl of oatmeal and the man is completely sober as far as I can tell. Um, and he's just like, yeah, I wanted some peace and quiet. Do you want, do you want some oatmeal? And he had like one of those, like the sealed cups. I said, sure, why not? So I took it and <laughs> him and I, <laughs> Oh my god. Surprise. I, I would you consider that a ground score? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was apple cinnamon. It was um it was one of those like hippie kind of oatmeals, like with the granola and the chia seeds and stuff. And I remember non-GMO and all that. Yeah. And I remember him 
um, I had talked with him throughout the day and, you know, we went in line together. He's like, watch, they won't, you know, I'll go through security and, you know, they won't, they won't say anything. And they didn't. So that About led to oatmeal. Yeah. He was just, he was just eating oatmeal going through security and they were just like, all right, whatever. It's medicinal, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. It reminded me of the security at Atlantic City this past summer where um, you could bring in like an anti-aircraft missile and they're like, is it is that legal? OK, you're good. Go ahead. Um, but it led it led me to this path of uh, every time that I go to an outdoor show or at least almost every time I bring with me things like a pint of like heirloom tomato, like cherry tomatoes or raspberries i've gotten blackberries through security while going through msg for new year's eve um, just to see what you can take yeah i my proudest my proudest thing and again this is being completely open with the fact that i'm bringing this in uh was a quart large um ziploc bag uh camden 2017 uh of pork barbacoa and the guy <laughs> going through was just like whatever it's camden we have bigger problems i think that was the show that someone died of cardiac arrest on the lawn and then a police officer got shot afterwards oh so my again God. It's, yeah it's a uh, it, it's it's camden it's funny because that show started with um crowd control and encore with show of life that was not a great show the last show that i had that same like context was one of the worst shows that I've been to it was Meriwether 2010. I can't remember what date, but like Maryland State Police were had like a helicopter over the lot. It was hot as hell. The band could feel that everyone was just all pissed off. So oh, anytime God. that I hear that combination of opener and closer, I get a little bit like. Mm. <laughs> it's got a connotation to it now. Yeah. Um, and then on a on a more like serious note. Um, this past summer at, at Camden. Um, so 21 has been a really difficult year for a lot of people. Um, and this was, I think right after the vaccines were introduced. So 21 was the year that, um, that I was hospitalized with, uh, with the alpha variant and like, I've got lung scarring. I had myocarditis. Like I never smoked. I never, did anything like risky, never had any issues with that. So like dealing with all of like the lung pain and the restrictions on my breathing. And then my dad got really sick over that summer to the point where, you know, he was on palliative care, uh, like hospice, all that kind of stuff. He was in the hospital for months. We were told several times that, you know, he wasn't going to make it. And I remember right before Atlantic or right before Hershey, my dad being the live music fanatic that he is, I said, dad, uh, do me a favor and don't, don't die before tour. <laughs> you said that to him. Yeah. And he just started laughing. And I said, dad, if you make it out alive, um, you know, I'm taking you to a fish show. And he, he jokingly hates about how much, Oh, fish is not as good as Dwayne Allman, all that kind of stuff. Right. right. Um, and he told me, he's like, okay, pull the plug then. Jokes oh on God. him because he made it out and he's back home. So Meriwether is going to be his first fish show. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, and I remember sitting 
on the or standing on the sand at um at Atlantic City, I think it was night three, where I was really hoping for a coil. And of course they go into a coil and my buddy Caleb was standing right next to me. I started sobbing and just all of the grief and stress and frust frustration and everything just exited out of my body for that moment. And the like like guttural, like Claire Dane's ugly crying um, and, you know, paroxysms of grief and just sobbing through the entire song. And I remember once it was done, I felt so much lighter. Um, and uh, the guy behind me uh, with his crew, Cokehead Patrick and his, his company, they were like grabbing me on the shoulder, like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, great now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the things like even even like with your dad, you know, of like kind of like jokingly being like, oh, a fish sucks or whatever. Um, being a fish fan has its own. Uh, I feel like stigma is kind of like an aggressive word to use, but I'm going to use that word yeah. because, you know, we all kind of get lumped into the same thing with people that aren't into fish. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, hippies, you know, doing dropping acid, listening to crazy music, you know, dropouts, whatever. <laughs> Um, but there are these beautiful things like, like you with that coil and letting go of all that grief and just like breaking down and crying, like in one song, you got 10 years worth of like going to therapy. I mean, it's, it's yeah. there. It's if you're in it, it's, it's bigger than just like, oh yeah, I'm going to see my favorite band for the hundredth time. There yeah. are these like special things and like special songs that you have attached to certain things. And like, it gets emotional and it's 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 beautiful because it's not just going to see a band like you yeah. got rid of all like you said you felt so much lighter like with just a song playing and it like overtakes you and i think that's beautiful yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because my i had i've been seeing like this therapist for almost 10 years he's retiring soon he's a deadhead um oh, no. casual casual fish person um but it's so nice to be able to describe like hey, you know, this is what I feel when I feel a jam and knowing that he understands what I'm talking about instead of some guy being like, uh, what? okay, yeah. good luck, hippie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that is like with the therapy that I've done in the past, you know, I didn't really feel like a connection with the person, but having them be like, understand like what a jam makes you feel or tying your yeah. other feelings into that, I yeah. feel like with my new therapist, I need to find someone I'm like, that's going to be the requirement. It's like, do you know who fish is? Do you listen to fish? Do you listen to the dead? All right. What's your music taste? Right. Yeah. I don't care about your qualifications. What's, what's yeah. What's a, what's your yeah, favorite I don't even show? Care if you went to it, school. Why is it Cornell 77? <laughs> exactly. Bobby, exactly. jorts or no? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, any any other before we wrap any other uh stories uh from the road or anything that you want to share or, or get off your um, chest or talk about fish anything that's popping in your head i uh i'm just i mean of course in a lot of people's minds right now they're thinking you know the the boys are starting to approach their 60th birthdays uh, and how no. long is it gonna be and the more that i think about it especially after covid like this, the the whole tour hiatus and, you know, the, uh, is it 3.0 or 4.0? 4, 4. Um, yeah. Like, 
trying to to come to to have a curtain with moment with you know nice tie in right <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we good. bring it full circle that's um, good right now they're just playing the curtain there's no with um yeah. but you know coming to terms with the fact that you know who knows how long that they're going to keep touring. I mean, Trey's going to keep playing music until he's, he's gone, but, right. um, but really using it as a moment to, um, to practice like self-awareness practice. And I know it's a trendy term that's been thrown everywhere right now, but mindfulness um, right. and really getting to practice being in the now when I'm going to shows like, is this the last time that I'm going to be at MSG or uh, is this the last time that I'm going to hear this song? Um, and going from grieving that to, uh, to celebrating it and really trying to hold on to those feelings so I can access them at a later point in time when things aren't, you know, the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've met, I'd say my closest friends, not all of them, but my closest friends have all been fish fans. Um, thankfully, I work with a fish fan, but nice. um, but it's led to so, so many deep friendships and and relationships. Um, and I just I really appreciate what you're doing here. Um, the you. the fan led community, such as you know things from like the Mockingbird Foundation or Fans for Racial Equity, the fact that they're supported by the band and they're fan-led efforts just makes me feel so much better about you know the saying never meet your heroes but i know that these guys are are good you know yeah. and that that is a really great feeling yeah that's i i have goosebumps from everything that you just said and i don't i don't even want to muddy the waters by trying to like take it any further because that's a beautiful and poetic ending and i've enjoyed you so much i'm so glad that i got to meet you and Thank you. i'm not going to any of the shows that you're going to uh this summer but maybe in the future we'll wind up at a show together uh i have your contact info now so anytime the band releases something i'll be like hey you hitting this or if i <laughs> make it to the east coast or i say make it to the east coast i'm technically on east coast time so yeah. it's not that far away but if you if got I deer know that creek, I'm, though. <laughs> yeah yeah deer creek uh i'm gonna hit pine knob deer Oof. creek i'm still on the fence about um yeah we went last year and it was great um but this year we're hitting pine knob and then i scored through the lottery dicks tickets i was oh only, nice yeah i was the only one of my friends that did that so it looks like at this moment i'm going solo so we'll see how that happens solo but. dicks hey going to show <laughs> yeah. solo is great i'm probably going to be going to the atlantic City's shows solo i'll just drive back and forth yeah um but yeah. yeah you always meet good people at solo shows uh maybe maybe they'll get a deer creek sample instead of a deer creek simple this time who knows <laughs> <laughs> sample simple deer creek. yeah but but glennis thank you for taking the time thanks for reaching out uh i'm glad to have met you and this was a great episode and hopefully i'll see you at a show in the future you too and uh tell what would you say his name was rufus yeah, Rufus. Yeah, you sit on the Rufus. Couch. Tell Rufus I said hi. And um <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you. Oh. All right, Rufus. I won't I won't mess up your nap, buddy. All right, but uh thank you again and um we'll see you at a show soon. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>